about claiming your victory because you can break the cycle but never claim what God has for you. Never claim. Um, anybody in here have flown before? Or maybe you've taken a train or a bus before. And when you, when you go in and get your ticket, they, you can check your luggage. You can, amen, anybody been there? You can check your luggage. And when you check your luggage, it goes wherever. You don't even know where your luggage goes to. But you take your ticket and you get on the plane. Am I right? You get on the plane. Well, during that plane ride, there may be some turbulence. There may be some problems. And I remember one time Pastor Robin and I were coming back from Texas and we had to uh, go into Atlanta. And when we, when we reached Atlanta, the, the, um, the turbulence and the, the, uh, the plane was just, just moving so fierce. And I was scared. I, I don't know what Pastor Robert was doing, but I started singing and praising because I thought that this was going to be the end. The turbulence, the turbulence. I was troubled in my spirit. I was fearful in my spirit. And we got on to Atlanta and then from Atlanta to here. But no matter what the turbulence, no matter what I went through while I was in the air, when I got to Norfolk, the bags that I had checked, I still had to go to baggage claim and grab my bags. I had to claim what belonged to me. Even though it went around the turnstile, I had to claim what already belonged to me. It was mine. No matter what I went through to get to it on the other end, I still had to claim my luggage. No matter what you go through in life, no matter what you're dealing with, no matter what the turbulence, there are some things that God has already said is yours, but you have to claim it. No matter how difficult the situation has been, no matter how bad it has hurt deep down within, God said that there are some things that are yours, but you have to claim it. Get through the turbulence. Get through the problems. Get through the situation. Because on the other end, there's some things that he wants you to claim. So we're going to learn about claiming our victory on today. Let's read Matthew, the 16th chapter, verse 19. It says, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Why? Because he's given us the keys. The keys of the kingdom. You have the keys. You've got to learn how to utilize the keys that God has already given you. And it says, because you have the keys, whatever you bind, I bind this situation. Y'all have heard Pastor Robert and I say, I bind this in the name of Jesus. I bind depression in the name of Jesus. Why do we do that? We do that because God said that we can because we have the keys to be able to do that. When you left your house this morning, you had, you locked your door. And when you go back, only you can get inside that door. Why? Because you have the keys to open up that door. 
You have access to that. So you have access to whatever is going on in your life. You have the power and the authority that's within you to bind it and say, I'm not going to allow this to continue to happen in my life. I'm not going to continue to go through this. I bind this in the name of Jesus. And then it also says loose. Whatever you loose on earth, if you need joy, I loose joy right now. I release, I release peace. I release whatever is needed. God said that you can do it because you have the keys. You have the keys. I want you to get this this morning. You have the keys. You have the keys. You have the keys. Tell somebody, I have the keys. I have the keys. I have the keys. keys. And the thing is, a lot of times we give our keys away. We lost our key. But God said, find your key. Find your key. Because that is part of you claiming your victory. The thing is, you cannot go and, 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 and claim somebody else's luggage. But they give you when, you, when you check your luggage, they give you what? A baggage claim. And, and if you can pick up the wrong luggage if you want to, but they're going to look at your claim ticket. And if it's not your luggage, you're going to have to give it back. But with your claim ticket, you can get what belongs to you. So how do we claim our victory? Let's look at Joshua 6.1. I want to let you know that, first of all, our victory is already ours. Do I want uh, 16? I'm sorry. It's us. Joshua 6.16. I want to let you know, before I even get into these points, that it's already yours. Look at what God told Joshua. God told Joshua to shout, for the Lord has given you the city. He's given it to you. He's given it to you. Whatever it is that God has for you is for you. He's already given it to you. It may not have manifested itself yet, but it's already yours. It's yours. Your breakthrough is yours. Your financial prosperity is yours. Your deliverance is already yours. Whatever it is, joy, peace, whatever you are asking God for, you got to realize it's already yours. It's already yours. So how do we claim our victory? And I got five points on how to claim our victory. How do we claim our victory? Let's look at uh, 15. Verses 13, I'm sorry, Joshua 5, verses 13 through 15. And it says, as Joshua approached the city of Jericho, he looked up and saw a man facing him with a sword in his hand. Joshua went up to him and asked him, are you friend or foe? Are you friend or foe? And the man said, neither one, he replied, I am the commander of the Lord's army. And at this, Joshua fell with his face to the ground in reverence. I am at your command, Joshua said. What do you want your servant to do? And the commander of the Lord's army replied, take off your sandals. For the place where you are standing is holy ground. And Joshua did as he was told. The place 
where you are standing at is holy ground. Take off your sandals because where you're standing at is holy. Where God has for you to go is none like no other. You're going to have to shed some things. So what is my first point? My first point, in order to claim your victory, you are going to have to submit yourself totally to God. Submit yourself totally to God. Submit yourself totally to God. When the man faced Joshua, he said, are you friend or foe? See, a lot of us are submitting ourselves to the wrong thing and to the wrong person. And sometimes we got to check who we submit ourselves to. We got to check who we allow ourselves to become connected to because we have become connected to someone that is not in where God wants us to go. They're not part of our destiny. But yet we want to keep them there. And God is saying, look, I need for you to sever that. Submit yourself over here because this is part of your destiny. So we have to be willing to totally submit to God and not submit ourselves to a foe. What's a foe? Y'all know what a foe is? A foe is someone that is the enemy, someone who's not there to try to help you out. They're there to hinder you. They're there to block you. They're there to put negativity in your life. They speak negative things. I was dealing with this week with someone and someone gave me a call and they were saying, you know what, all this person has to do is say negative thing, negative thing. I purposely did not call that person because I did not want to hear any negativity this week. I didn't want to hear it this week. If you weren't speaking life to me, I didn't want to hear it. So guess what? I made the opportunity that I don't have to dial that number. And see, some of us are allowing ourselves to pick up the phone and hear a lot. And what I'm saying, pick it up. I'm saying even in the spiritual realm, we're picking up negativity. We're connecting ourselves with people that are not speaking life to us. Even the enemy sometimes, we're believing his lies. We're listening to him instead of blocking him out and saying, wait a minute, let me hang up on you. I can't listen to you today. I can't listen to you today. Submit yourself to God. Joshua was standing in front of the man. And he took off. He said, take off your sandals. And the last verse of that, the last sentence of that, that chapter says, and Joshua what? He did as he was told. The sandals didn't worry, didn't bother him. A lot of times we don't want to let go of those very things that could hinder us. But God is saying, let it go. Let it go. It's okay. Let it go. Because I've got greater for you. And, 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 and Joshua letting go of the sandals and not worrying about what his feet was feeling like, not worrying about what he looked like. He was saying, I'm submitting myself to you, God. I'm submitting myself. Why? Because the ground that I'm standing on is holy. There are things that I cannot take into this next season of my life because it is another level. And God said you cannot take those things over here because where you're going is a greater calling, is a greater level that I'm taking you to and you cannot take it with you. Because the ground that you're standing on is what? Holy. 
song says, I'm standing on holy ground. I'm standing on holy ground. So number one, submit ourselves totally to God. Number two, we got to learn how to see things how God sees it. See it how God sees it. And I, I put it just like that. See it how God sees it. The reason why I put it is what is your it? What's your it? Your it may not be my it. I know that's not good English. But what I'm dealing with and what I need victory in is not the same thing as what you need victory in. What you're looking for and where you want to go and what God wants to do in your life is not the same as what he's going to do in my life. So I got to learn how to see what God sees for me and not see it through other people's eyes. Not look at someone else and say, well, I should be there and I should be. No, because guess what? That's just for them. God has something just for me. Just for me. So let's look at um, Joshua 6, 1 and 2. Joshua 6, 1 and 2. And I said, now, see it how God sees it. It says, now the gates of Jericho were tightly shut up because the people were afraid of the Israelites. They were afraid of the Israelites. The Israelites. They were afraid. Now you're saying, okay, the Israelites were God's people. They were God's people. And so their enemy was afraid of them already. Y'all get that? Your enemy is already afraid of you. But he tries to intimidate you to make you afraid of him. But the enemy is already, he's afraid. He's afraid of what you can become. He's afraid of what God is going to do in your life. He's afraid of where God's taking you because he knows if, he, if you ever get where God would have you to go, it's, it's game over for him. It's done. It's over. But yet what he does is he tries to intimidate you and tries to put fear in you. And in turn, you become fearful of him instead of him being fearful of you. Amen. So it said that we're afraid of the Israelites. No one was allowed to go in or out. So the, 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 the Canaanites, or the, they had put themselves in a wall. And it says, but the Lord said to Joshua, I have given you Jericho, its king and all its mighty warriors. I've given it to you already. Now, here it is, these people, and let me just give you a, a, a scenario of the, of, of the walls of how they had shut themselves in. The walls that they had uh, uh, put around them were 25 feet high and they were 20 feet thick. So they had shut themselves up so tight because they were so afraid of the Israelites. They weren't afraid of the Israelites physically, but they were afraid because they knew that God's hand was upon their life. And the enemy is afraid of you once you decided to submit yourself to God. Once you said, Lord, for you I live and for you I die. The enemy became afraid of you. He became afraid of you. And the word says that I have already given you. I've 
given it to you already. I've given you Jericho. Even though the walls are 20 feet high, or uh, uh, 25 feet high, and 20 feet thick, no matter what I need to bust through to get you victory, we're going to do this thing. You have the victory. No matter how much turbulence you have to go through, no matter how much the enemy thinks that he's got it locked up, I've already given it to you. So you have to see yourself as already having the victory. You have to see it how God sees it. God sees it as you being victorious. God sees you as being marvelously and wonderfully made. God sees you as more than a conqueror. God sees you as being victorious. God sees you as being healed. God sees you as greater than. But how do we see ourselves? How are we looking at ourselves? I'm just talking to you all today. I'm talking to you. We allow ourselves to become paralyzed with fear. And we allow the enemy to paint a picture for us. And we believe the picture. We take a hold of the picture. We even have it plastered on our, on our bathroom uh, mirror. So that's the very, you're nothing. You're not, you're no good. You know, you messed up last week. You can't do this. You don't have no victory. Look at what's going on. He paints that picture and we buy into it. And so then what happens is we begin to act on what we're thinking. See, 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 see what God sees. See it how God sees it. Number three. One thing about the walls, when, when the Canaanites were in the wall, they felt invincible, like nothing and a lot of times we get ourselves in such a such a state that we don't think we're ever going to come out we don't think that we're ever going to make it and the enemy wants to tell you you're not going to make it but I stand here today to say that you can walk out of this victoriously you can be victorious in every area of your life Every area of your life, you can be victorious. I don't care what it is. You can walk victorious. You can be victorious. Whatever God says is for you, you can walk in that. And what is, you may not know everything, but you can hold up your Bible. This is my Bible. And I can have what it says. What did we say at the beginning? I can have what it says I can have. I can do what it says I can do. I may not know everything, but I tell you what. I'm going to put this up under my pillow and I'm, I'm going to do what it says I can do. I can do it. I don't know it yet, but I'm, I can do it. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. Yes. Number three. We got to stay in God's presence. You cannot claim your victory outside of God's presence. You have to stay in his presence. Let's look at uh, Joshua 6, 3, and 5. Joshua 6, 3, and 5 says, Your entire army is to march around the city once a day for six days. Seven priests will walk ahead of the ark, each carrying a ram's horn on the seventh day. You are to march around the city seven times with the priests blowing the horns. And when you hear the priests give one long blast on the horns, have all the people give a mighty shout, and then the walls will collapse 
and the people can charge straight into the city. You cannot claim your victory without staying connected to God. The Ark of the Covenant represented, it had the, the Ark of the Covenant had the laws of God in it. You know, the, from when Moses, he gave the law. And so um, the, the law went into the Ark of the Covenant. And for the Israelites, the, the, the Ark of the Covenant represented the very presence of God. And so the angel had instructed, said that this is what you are to carry. You are to carry the very anointed. You are to carry and stay into the presence of God. A lot of times when we go through things, we want to miss church. We want to stay and, and, and get out of the presence. We want to stop praying. We want to stop reading the word of God. But when you're going through things, that is the time to really call on Jesus. That is the time to really press in on Jesus. When I was in, like I said, when, when I was in the turbulence in Atlanta, I didn't call, oh, Robert. I said, oh, Jesus. Because I knew Robert wasn't going to do anything for me because he was up there with me. But I knew that if I called on the name of Jesus, that the turbulence had to bow down. The Bible says they call on the name of Jesus. And at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. So whatever it is, when I call on the name of Jesus, depression has to bow down. Hallelujah. Our lack has to bow down. When I call on the name of Jesus, everything that is going against me has to bow down. Who are you calling on? Who are you calling on? Stay in the presence. Fight. It's going to be a fight to stay in the presence. We have to stay there. And a lot of times, you know, we and I've been there, so I know what it means. I don't feel like praying today. I don't feel like reading the word. I'm dealing with too much. And then even when I get down to pray, my mind is still over here and I can't even focus on praying. But I got to tell my thoughts to bow down. Bow down. Shut up. I'm talking to God right now. We got to do that. We got to do that. I'm almost done, y'all. We ha I just wanted to encourage you today. I just wanted to help you to claim your victory. Do anybody in here have some things that they want God to do in their life? Is there anything, anybody in here that there's some promises that God has made you that you have not yet seen? But it seems like you all oh, hell has been trying to break out. Come on, y'all. This has been a hard year for Open Altar Worship Center. And I'm like, okay, God, what's in store? Got to be something, because there's been a lot of turbulence. And so right now, and I know God spoke this word to me. He said, look, you've been through turbulence. You've been through some things. But now it's time for you to claim your victory. Stay in God's presence. Don't be so quick to get out. Don't be so quick to be lured out of the presence of God. Press to be in his presence. Set some time aside every morning that you say, I don't care if it's five or ten or fifteen. Before you get up to go to work, set some time aside. My time is when I'm having my cup of coffee. 
I'm, I love my coffee. Yeah. I get my cup of coffee, and I go, and I, I, I either sit in the den, or I'll sit in my office, or I'll sit up in, in the room upstairs where the kids are, and I'll just look out the window. And I'll just pray. I'll put on some music. Because that's my time with God. That's my time to get into his presence and let him set the course for my day. See, a lot of us are jumping up and not allowing for God to set our course. But sometimes if we would, if we would get into the presence of God first thing in the morning, some things would just work itself out. Amen. Ain't even got to worry about it. And I was going to, I remember one day Michelle had called me. And she said, Pastor, she said, I don't know what, I talked to her on the way to work, and I said, look, do X, Y, and Z, and X, Y, and Z, and I said, it's going to be a good day. And I think I prayed with you that day, didn't I? I prayed with her that day and got the testimony at the end of the day, Pastor. Oh, my day was so good. She said it was great. Sometimes, and, and you, you may not be able to carry, but you can, you can call a lifeline. You can get up on the phone and call somebody. Don't worry about me. You can call me. Pick up the phone and call me. I'll pray with you. Seriously. Start it out with prayer. Stay in his presence. Number four. This is a big one. Number four says wait, walk, and don't talk. Wait, walk, and don't talk. Joshua 6 and 10, one of the instructions was don't shout. Don't even talk. I don't need you to talk right now. Just be quiet. Not a single word from any of you until I tell you to. Then shout. God tell you, just keep your peace. I'm going to fight your battle. And the first thing we want to do is get out. We just got to get it out. But I got to give them this one last word. <laughs> Don't talk. <laughs> Don't talk. What is it? <laughs> Don't talk. All I need you to do is just walk. Walk this thing out. Stop complaining. Stop speaking negativity into your own what I'm trying to do in your own life. Stop talking. Just walk. Just walk in the direction that I'm telling you to walk because I'm leading you in a direction that is full of victory. Just walk in the direction that I'm telling you to walk because there's prosperity over here. Just walk in the direction that I'm telling you to walk because there's greater things over here. But God, what you doing? I don't understand why he got me going this way. Why I got to go this way. I can go this way. But God said, just walk. Why, God? Because I'm God. We want to walk. We want to talk. And we don't want to wait. We want everything right now. God, I want it right now. Because I can't get it right now, I'm going to go out and make my own way. I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do it. God, you're taking too long. I got this. 
to walk, wait, and don't talk. Tell somebody to walk, wait, and don't talk. <laughs> I don't step on somebody's toes. <laughs> Ooh, including mine. person getting on your last nerve and God said walk, wait and don't talk but I gotta give them a piece of my mind. We need all of the mind that we have. Stop giving, stop giving a piece of your mind away. Keep all of your mind. And let the Lord fight your battles. Stand still and see the salvation of God. Wait, walk, and don't talk. <laughs> and my last point is, as I close, y'all getting something out of this? Hallelujah. Obedience brings victory. Your obedience is going to bring your victory. All of these things, I need for you to do this, Joshua. I need for you to stay in my presence. I need for you to see things how I see them. All of these things, Joshua, marching around the walls, they had to march around the walls seven times. Had to march around seven days. Was it seven days, Pastor, right? Six days, and on the, silently. On, on the seventh day, some of us can't even walk out this door silently. <laughs> God said, just be quiet. I want to talk to you. Can you imagine? Oh my God, thank you, Holy Spirit. Can you imagine this wall, 25 feet high, 20 thick, 20 feet thick. And they had to walk around quietly, exposed. The enemy could have been up on the wall, ready to shoot some arrows. But them walking around that wall took them trusting God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It took them trusting for God to protect them. It took them trusting God to have their back. It took them for trusting in God that, God, you told me to do this so I know you're going to take care of me. And when we walk and do what God tells us to do, he's going to take care of us. He's got our back. He's going to protect us. Don't you worry about it. He's got you. It may look like the world is caving in on you, but you can continue to do what God has said for you to do, and he's going to take care of it. He's got you. Praise God. So lastly, as they had to do what God had told them to do, and in the 20th verse it says, when the people heard the sound of the horns, they shouted as loud as they could. And suddenly the walls of Jericho collapsed and the Israelites did what? They charged. They did what? Charge. They did what? Charge. Straight into the town and captured it. All they had to do was do exactly what God told them to do. And they went in and did what? They charged and into the town and captured everything that God had already said that they could have. They were able to claim 
their victory. Claim your victory on today. Be obedient to what God is telling you to do. Be obedient. Even in the small things, very little things, very little things. It could be just getting up in the morning. I want you to be quiet a little while. The small things. Be obedient to that. And it says that the Israelites charged straight in. They were able to claim what God had for them. God could have did it all by himself. But he wanted us to work. He wanted them to work with him. He wanted to bring them into what he was doing. God can do what he needs to do in your life all without you. He can do it without you, but he chooses to use you. He chooses to include you in on what he's doing. But we have to be obedient. Let's stand to our feet. We have to be obedient. So just summarizing my points right now. And if someone can get tired. Number one, we got to submit ourselves totally to God. We got to see things how God sees it. Clear your mind. Need an eraser? Get an eraser. Need a paintbrush? We uh, we had um, paint night one night, and it was just amazing. Tiffany, Sister Tiffany guided us through that, and it was amazing how you could just make a mistake and then put some paint on it and cover it up and make it the way it's supposed to be. God said, you need some paint? I got some paint. <laughs> Made some mistakes? I got some paint. Y'all know how that liquid whiteout used to be? Sometimes some of us had so much liquid white out on our paper, we couldn't even write on it. Amen. God said, I got some white out. Yes. See it how God sees it. Stay in his presence, y'all. Be, be determined that you're going to stay in God's presence. That's why I'm, I'm telling you, I, I love, I love coming to be with you guys. Because it's where I get strength from. There's times that I need to pull on the strength from y'all, just like y'all need to pull on the strength from us. There's strength in numbers. But also I know that the presence of God is in this place. But you ain't even got to be here. You can be in your car. You can be at home. You can be in the grocery line. And God's presence can meet you there. And the biggest thing that a lot of us have a problem with is waiting, walking, and not talking. And then obedience. Let's be obedient to God. Y'all ready to claim your victory on today?